0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the first edition of Gem Total Access the podcast. Uh, we just are so thankful for you listening, and we have a great show you show for you today. As we have Alex here, Alex, how you doing today, man? Oh, I'm doing great. It's nice to
1: have you doing the hosting duties for once.
0: Hey man, you know uh, it's it's my turn to step up. Next man up, you know. We're gonna be really launching this podcast network. So I mean everybody's going to have to uh you know, take their take their cracks out it. we see who the fans like the best as the hosts and then we go from there because we got to give the people what they want.
1: Yeah, well this is your show, Jump Total Access. Um, we're all excited for it.
0: Oh, exactly. And really uh we always keep it 32 on the show and we really uh give you everything. We give you total access to everything Pro Football Jokes has to offer, which is a whole heck of a lot. So Let's go ahead and dive into it today. We're going to be breaking down some of the key matchups here in week one as we're very excited to see live football that actually counts. And then we're going to actually go from there to uh, our top teams in the league and our bottom teams in the league and finish off with uh, the Gem uh, Axis hot seat. Now, Axe gets to be our first victim for, but let's jump into our first matchup we're going to talk about, which is actually the New England Patriots against the Texans of Houston. What do you make of this game Alex?
1: Oh, I am so excited for this game. Uh the Patriots have obviously been the dominant team in the in the AFC and the entire NFL for the past 15 years or so. So, uh it, it'll be nice to see if uh the Texans can pose a challenge to that. I think I, I you know I'm really high on Sean Watson and I love his uh his ability and I think he could be the next great quarterback in the NFL. So let's uh, let's take mantle.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's got that mantle for probably the next 4 years, but uh, before that happens, what what makes you so high on Watson?
1: I mean, part of it is that I just love to watch him play. Like he it, the what I think of when I see him play is that he's fearless. Like he is not afraid to throw go downfield. And I really thought of this one watching the the Texans play the Chiefs last year. That was a game the Texans lost. It seemed like they were completely out of the game. Um, but Deshaun Watson just kept slinging it downfield, like making some ridiculous throws, just throwing up jump balls in the end zone, uh, and its receivers were making plays. Uh, and I just thought about how, like, so many quarterbacks will just say, "Oh, they're playing prevent. Let's just take some checkdowns, you know, get some yards, and go home because we're not going to win this game." But Deshaun Watson's like, "You know what? We have a chance. This is the only way we're going to get back in the game. If it's intercepted, whatever, we lost anyway."
0: Yeah, I, I too like that. I mean, it's ex- exciting football to watch in that way, but also, I mean, obviously his team believes in him and, and loves him. He's no uh, check down king. He doesn't really care about the completion percentage, although he has been pretty efficient because he has the tools, and that's what I, I enjoy about watching him is he's throwing to Hopkins, who's up there as the top receiver in the league, especially in those situations. And then I'm I'm big on Fuller. He just finds a way to get open. He just burns down the line. And, I mean, you got a quarterback who's going to throw it. Um make some big plays, make it happen. But you you did mention the first thing you said that is he's fearless. And I wonder if – do you think he's still going to have that same kind of determination, that same mindset coming back after a leg injury? I mean, we've seen in in all sorts of sports injuries kind of change the way players play. What do you you expect to see coming out here with his um, rebuilt leg?
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely something people think about. I think the clearest example people go to is RD3. Uh, what happened to him after his rookie year. Um, but I think that Sean Watson's kind of a different animal. He, well, I mean, the thing I love about him uh, is that he's a winner. Like that's what I love in quarterbacks, that they just win no matter what. That's what their goal always is. And I think he's going to keep playing that way. That's how he's always played. Uh, and this matchup really kind of reminds me of the Clemson Alabama matchup that happened in, uh, happened in college. Cause the Patriots are kind of the Alabama of the NFL.
0: Yeah, exactly, and and I mean he's come back from a similar le- injury on the other leg before you just start to worry. And again, I want to see him succeed. I think he has a opportunity to um, be like you said, the next wave, leading the next wave of quarterbacks in in this league. Um, but I got to see it. That's that, that's unfortunately my thing, and those kind of injuries. I just got to see him come back. And this is a great opportunity for him to to do so, going against. I mean, what last year was one of the worst defenses in the league, they kind of kept people from scoring, but other than that, they let people move around on him a ton, and we'll just kind of see if he's able to move the ball, but I I am actually thinking the Patriots are probably going to take this one, and unfortunately, take it a little bit easier than we expect. Uh, Houston's got a lot of their defensive players back, but again, same thing with Watt, and his back injury, is he going to be the player that he's capable of being coming right in, and uh, I just expect Tom Brady to be just ready to kind of set the tone for this season. I mean, as as you pointed out to me, that they've won twelve of their last fourteen um, week one matchups, and I think this will go the the exact same way. What what edge do you think the Texans have over the Patriots?
1: You know, honestly, I don't. Uh, the The edge is Deshaun Watson. I think the Tex. I mean, I think the Texans have. A superior defense they have more playmakers on defense um and they have better receivers as well um their biggest problem is their offensive line uh i can see the patriots taking advantage of that and it's always i i never take against the patriots especially at home but this is just one of those rare scenarios where i see i see exactly what happened with clemson and alabama in in college they deshaun watson played alabama in the championship and he played extremely well just like he did against Patriots last year and he lost and then came back the next year and you know did what a lot of people didn't think he could do and won the game Uh, and I just think he can do a similar thing here would it surprise me if Tom Brady pulled it out of course not he's the best quarterback of all time and he has the same ability to pull out a game but I just kind of feel like going with Texans on this one don't feel that strongly about it
0: yeah, no, I, I just think the the Patriots have got this one, uh, but it will be interesting to see if the Patriots' offense can really get going. I mean, they don't like to use Gronk too much in the regular season, trying to keep him healthy. But other than that, I mean, Hogan's a good player. I think people forget about actually how effective he was before he got hurt. Uh, but they definitely are hurting for weapons on that offensive side. Burkhead is someone that uh, they've been pretty high on when he's been healthy as well. And so I expect them to be able to move the ball enough, but it'll be interesting to see in those first few series, really how they uh, get it going. And um, as we talked about in the longer pod yesterday, uh, I don't need to spend too much time on it, but I think they made a couple key additions to make their defense pretty rock solid and one of the top teams in the league. But overall, this is such a fun week one matchup. And of course, September, both teams are going to be figuring so much out. I really hope Houston can get that offensive line squared away to protect Watson and they can, uh, be pretty dominant this year and make a run in their division. Anything else you want to say on this game before we move on?
1: Um, I did want to just quickly touch on the Patriots' weapons. I am a little bit concerned. I mean, I think Tom Brady will find a way to move the ball no matter what. But down the stretch, uh, I don't know if they can manufacture enough offense to be their usual dominant self in the playoffs. Um, you know, with Chris Hogan as your wide receiver one and Philip Dorsett Cordell Patterson as your wide receivers two and three itself. <laughs> I mean, they should get out should get Edelman Edelman back, um, but I don't know. He's an older player that just coming off an injury as well. I I don't know if he's going to be the same guy. Uh, but we'll we'll see if the pay. I I think the Patriots will be fine. They'll 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 definitely get twelve plus wins. But just in terms of you know they're winning the Super Bowl, which is kind of the expectation for them every year. Uh, I don't know if they can repeat that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I really getting Edelman back I think will be key and, and seeing where he's at. Edelman, it just his kind of work ethic and just the way that he's kind of kept himself really strong for his frame. And I expect him to be working hard to get himself fully ready to go. Um, I mean, he's geared up and, and going, but, I mean, missing the first four weeks I, with his just kind of experience, I think he'll be, I mean, game ready to go when he's allowed to come back. Um uh, But, yeah, it'll be a fun way to start. This is a pretty interesting game, not as big uh, Super Bowl uh, implications as potentially this one, Uh, but looking at the Seattle game against the Broncos, and we were talking before this, that you just – you're not a Seahawks believer.
1: Yeah, I completely believe in Russell Wilson. I think he's a great quarterback, easily top five quarterbacks in the league. Um, But – the Seahawks have lost a lot. I don't think they're deep. I, I think it's sometimes overblown how bad their team is. Sometimes people say, like, oh, if uh, Russell Wilson wasn't there, they would have the worst team in the league. I don't know that I'd go that far. I mean, on offense, they really have nothing other than Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin's a good player, but they don't really have anything. Like Tyler Lockett, they just gave a lot of money, but I mean, he's at best, you know, a decent complimentary receiver. Um, so i I they have no tight end, their running backs are a question mark. their offensive line is not good um not good, and That's they always generous <laughs> yeah they they always tend to start off the season uh struggling on offense, find Russell wasn't having to manufacture something you know last year we saw them play the Packers in week one and just not be able to move the ball at all, like you would think if you lose to the Packers, it's because Aaron Rodgers is lighting you up well they're Defense gave up like ten points there, and Rodgers, they like had a fumble in the red zone that the Packers recovered that led to another score. So I mean they they could not do anything on offense in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they usually as the season goes on, Russell Wilson finds ways to make plays. But early on, you know Seahawks on the road, it's not a favorable favorable game for them, especially against a Broncos defense that should at least pose some matchup problems for them
0: yeah it's tough i i'm kind of with you on seattle uh just c- hearing so many negative things about them and not that they're uh necessarily untrue but people seem to think that they just are are totally done and uh they're going to compete they're going to win some games they're on the road here um and i i, I expect them to pull this one out because i just don't think denver on the offense side of the ball is really anything to worry about i I just struggle to see denver manufacturing enough points because i think seattle's gonna have those plays that russell wilson's gonna run for that third down and 13 then he's gonna find doug baldwin for touchdowns as he's done for a few years now what do you think denver's gonna be able to do to, to win this game what do they have to do
1: well they gotta lean on royce freeman that's my guy i i think royce freeman is a great run i mean a very promising young back he's He's just coming in this year. I told, said he was the second-best running back in the draft by Saquon Barkley, uh, and I think they're going to lean on him this game. Case Keenum will, you know, I th- hopefully protect the football. He's, I, I think people think of him that way. I, he hasn't always been that way. He's, he does turn the ball over sometimes. But the Seahawks' defense doesn't particularly scare me anymore. It's not the Legion of Boom, certainly. Um, it's, it's not a terrible unit. Um, I would think people think that it is, but it's not. It's not terrible, but it's just not one that's gonna, you know, really get in uh, Case Keenum's face and force him to make that mistake. Uh, I think the Broncos will be able to do just enough to to win this game.
0: Man, this this almost thinking about this matchup makes me a, a little sad. Just even going back to reminiscing of the Seahawks' best defense going against Denver Broncos' best offense ever seen. Uh, and we are we are far past those days these two uh, teams have definitely changed since then um, and are trying to find their footing Seattle's trying to find the future Denver's trying to find anything um perhaps they could turn it around I I mean Keenum had a great season last year you and I are both very hesitant to say he will do anywhere near the same this year um but yeah, I mean, I, this is not a game that I'd really uh, bet on either way. But I'm definitely taking the Seattle in this one.
1: Yeah, it's, it, I, I guess uh, Case Keenum versus Shaq Griffin doesn't quite get you uh, ramped up like Richard Sherman versus uh, Peyton Manning, but
0: <laughs> pretty pretty much. Uh, but I mean, as we know, that Super Bowl was not uh, all it was uh, cracked up to be in in some senses. But looking. Looking ahead now to the the last game I want us to, to break down here a little bit, and that is the America's team, Dallas Cowboys against the Panthers. Uh, they Cowboys, for whatever reason, refuse to uh, change. They trust in their head coach and what they've got going. Do you believe in the Dallas Cowboys?
1: Uh, well, I certainly don't believe in them. Uh, you know, I am a Redskins fan, uh, and I – think the cowboys are kind of trending in the wrong direction at this point uh i think Dak is certainly was overrated in his rookie season we kind of saw that last year um that their offensive line is kind of banged up um but i do think that they are able to win this game i think they are able to lean on zeke enough and i think the panthers are not quite the team that we saw last year they don't have much on offense, uh, other than Cam Newton, in my opinion, their offensive line is not good at all. Um, they lost their best offensive line, Andrew Norwell uh despite the fact and, and their offensive line wasn't even good last year. So I think they will struggle. And I think the Dallas defense will actually be, take a step forward even well, their offense might take a step step back.
0: Yeah, their offense is gonna be hurt, and I don't think they have any wide receivers on the roster. If uh, anybody out there listening thinks they can run about a four four forty, you might want to uh, send your resume over to the Cowboys see if you can get uh, signed there. But uh, what what makes you confident about this Cowboys defense that has been a struggling unit?
1: Well, they you certainly saw some promise out of Demarcus Lawrence last year. He he was leading the league in sacks for a while, um, and. They added, you know, they added. Maybe Taco Charlton is able to take a step up. I know he's your your boy from Michigan,
0: dude. I like uh, I like Taco; he's a good player.
1: And uh, Randy Gregory's uh, coming back from suspension. Reports have been he's looking good. I, I don't know if I buy that, but their young corners are okay. Um, they drafted Leighton Vander Esch to solidify their linebacking court. Sean Lee can just stay healthy, which he never seems to do. No, um, I, can't. I mean, I. I certainly don't expect this defense to be great. I just expect them to be good enough. I mean, I see the Cowboys as you know, seven and nine, eight and eighteen, but I think they they just are able to get this win by leaning on the run game like they usually do.
0: Yeah, and 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 that was kind of unfair for me to call them a struggling unit. They've actually pulled together some. Um, so, I mean. Some, things, some people might call it successful runs here and there, but, uh, and you look at how Carolina and, and the Cowboys are both built. I mean, the rushing game, they do it differently, but their rushing game is both a big part. I mean, Carolina having their different backs. McCaffrey, uh, people are really high on this year. Again, I think he is better as, like, a slot receiver than he is as an actual, like, uh, three down running back, but you got him going, and then and Cam Newton always brings a rushing element that, is different than any other running quarterback in the league just by his, his size. Uh, and then pretty strong defenses. I mean, the front seven for the Panthers, is that, uh, do you think they're going to make some noise in this game?
1: Uh, yeah, they definitely will. Their, their front seven has always been their biggest strength and Luke keekley has been there with Thomas Davis. Thomas Davis is suspended for this game. Um, so he won't be out there, but they still have uh, good players. Quan short, one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Um, Julius Peppers still kicking.
0: Golly, man, yeah. it is cra- Every time I hear his name, I'm like, what? What, what is he? Thirty, thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Thirty-eight years old. Thirty-eight years young. He's he young. He's coming after Tom Brady. <laughs> he's he's taking him down. He's go- going until forty-five.
1: Yeah, uh, it's possible. We you never know. He and he and Frank Gore are just going to last forever, dude. Frank Frank uh, Gore
0: still kicking. He, I mean, he's about to get it going. This is this is career <laughs> year. Taking it over for Drake. He's just peaking right now. Yeah. It just is that workhorse. <laughs> you got to feed him enough. Finally, I mean, years into the career is when he's really gonna start hitting his stride. Despite uh, all the evidence pointing that running backs uh, wear out quicker than anything else.
1: <laughs> yeah, my my problem with the Panthers is their secondary. I think they're. I mean, I think the Cowboys have a better secondary than they do, and that's saying something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, ever since they lost, I mean, really, Norman, they they've been a lot weaker um, uh, against the pass um, than you would you would expect a uh, strong Panthers defense to be.
1: Yeah, it was definitely interesting uh, that they really could could have used uh, Bashad Breeland, who they signed earlier in the offseason, and then he failed his physical because he cut his foot in Mexico, and somehow still has not a job oh, doesn't have a job. They're cutting his foot. Like that's got to be the unluckiest thing that's ever happened.
0: yeah, that, that that's a bad one. I mean, holding holding the firework and losing a few fingers is also pretty bad.
1: It's true, but he had a huge contract that he had signed. I mean, hadn't signed, but was about to sign. Had agreed to, and just couldn't lost it because of because of that.
0: Yeah, that that is pretty. That that's pretty nuts. I've never been in that position, and I, d- I hope I never am. Uh, golly, that's, I feel
1: you like you're never in a position to sign a multi-million dollar contract.
0: Uh, I feel like uh, Reeb is going to have that day here. The unpaid intern finally on the day when he's ready to be a full member here, at ProFootballJokes.com. He's going to yeah. do something, cut his foot, and uh, that offer is going to be rescinded. But that's all right.
1: Yeah, we do put. Our, we do. Have- have a rigorous physical here. Um, make sure you have to our, be a top our staff. Shape. Is the we
0: always yeah. are looking for talent for ProFootballJokes.com. So if you think what you have, what it takes, uh, please reach out to us. But uh, again, it is rigorous to be a part of our uh, staff here.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and, and part of uh, joining the staff is you have to be responsible for funding our bi-quarterly company retreats. So good luck on that. Yeah
1: that's that's part of the fine print in the contract don't don't, yeah, don't read that,
0: that. i probably good. shouldn't have told you that it's, <laughs> it's one of those kind of fun hazing things we bring up so just, we'll, well we'll edit this in post don't worry about it it'll be a surprise oh, yeah. for you oh but yeah so those are a few of the key matchups again we can spend time talking about it I'm, I'm looking forward to really kind of breaking down um this first week and just seeing some of the surprises and uh and how these teams really um really just kind of bring it in week one and see if they're ready to play or if they use September as kind of an extended, uh, preseason, but, uh, we'll break those down next week in a pod. Uh, but those are some of the kind of closest matchups that we we think are coming up this week and had to say, but just real quick to run down, I'm picking the Patriots over the Texans, uh, Seattle over the Broncos and the Panthers over Dallas and you're doing the reverse, right?
1: Yep. I'm taking the Texans taking the Broncos and taking the Cowboys.
0: So, yeah, don't don't let this affect you that Alex is uh, tied once for winning a pick and I am undefeated. So I'll let you know who you want to side with on that. But go ahead, read our pick for the analysis on all of the games. There's a lot of great content there on profootballjokes.com. Uh, but now, so we're going to kind of sh- shift gears uh, over to our uh, – we'll start with the top five, five teams. But you give me uh, – it doesn't have to be in any particular order, but give me your um, – one of the teams that's on your top five, Alex. All
1: right. Well, I I prepared an order. So oh, you if did I, prepare. If an order. It's all right. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, you you can go in order. Give me give me your top top team in the league.
1: All right. Well. All right. Well, and I'm gonna go uh, go reverse order to you know build the suspense. This is how we do it in show business, Jack. In case you uh you, you want to learn. See, um, we're, we're probably so, gonna
0: agree on point one. I think when you get down to three, four, five, it gets a little more interesting. But that's okay. We'll we'll, we'll it's your show. It's totally your show, man. It's fine. It's cool. Yeah. No, yeah, get, get, uh, give me a number five. Hit it with number five.
1: All right, I'm going to start with number five. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. So I was kind of surprised that I ended up going with the Falcons. I hadn't hadn't had them in my top five for most of the most of the off season, but with some questions, some other teams, I had to bump them up to number five.
0: I'm I'm curious to find out who you bumped out to to bring in the the Falcons number five.
1: Yeah, uh, well, you'll have to wait. To hear my top four to find out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So uh, I'll, I'll jump into number four so we can talk about some of the teams mm-hmm. that, we, uh, that I left out. Uh, number four, I have the Minnesota Vikings, oh. who I absolutely love this year. Kirk Cousins leading them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Get, I, I think there's real super bowl contenders
0: i i am actually even higher on the vikings as we'll get to with with my list but yeah the, i think the vikings are, are, are coming out to play this year some people are worried about how they right. got demolished are they going to be i think they're going to come back stronger
1: yeah that that was a, a tough one between you know two and three or three and four for me between, between the Vikings and my number three team the new england patriots i mean they're here every year they're they're the dominant team. Uh, I think they have a few more questions this year, but I still think they're. Uh, it's hard, hard for me to count them out and not put, have them at number three.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so for me, my, my, we'll, we'll stop you at three. We'll save two and one for the listeners here. We'll go with my five, four, three. So a five, All right. uh, five I actually debated putting the Falcons there. I kind of wanted to put the Falcons there, uh, but I just c- could not quite squeeze them in. I have the... Um, Jaguars of Jacksonville actually is my number five team. I am surprisingly high on a team that has Blake Bortles as their quarterback uh, and has no weapons at the wide receiver position. And uh, (laughs) so this one is just a little bit of a gut feeling, but also I don't think people realize quite how close they were to making the Super Bowl last year. Uh, And I really think they found a way to use Blake Bortles to not hurt them. And that is a big win for that team. And I think their offense is actually going to be kind of steady, moving the ball down the field, really relying on a, a pretty strong running game. And their defense, I know they lost a couple uh, key pieces that people may have overlooked. However, they're still going to be one of the strongest units in the league, and I believe in their uh, their defense to really make big plays to set them up uh, to win games. Uh, the, other, the other side, I can see them getting in a lot of close games and just not being able to put up enough points to win it. Uh, but I think they're actually a, a tough out, and you do not want to face the Jaguars.
1: Yeah, I can't disagree with any of that. Uh, my my only thought is that they were just a ten-win team last year, and I just I don't see how they're gonna get even better than that. I think they made some improvements on the offensive line, so maybe that's a plus. But it's just hard for me to really see them taking another step forward. I know they did come close to the to the Super Bowl, so I, I, I there's certainly an avenue for them to be that good. But I just had them just outside.
0: My yeah, they, I mean they're they're. 5 is probably the highest I've gone. There's been other days where I thought I'm at 7, but really thinking about this list, I'm I'm, I'm throwing them in at 5. Uh then my number 4 is uh, the New England Patriots. Uh, I got them in number 4. I mean, we've talked Yeah, we we we've talked we've talked about them a lot. Uh, but it's one of those things where just the weapons are uh, just leaving me a little wondering, and again, their defense. I just, I just want to see it. Like they're going to be a great product. They're again one of the top teams in the league, but uh, and they'll be in the mix. They got all the experience and everything they need. And uh, but I got them at the the number four spot for me, uh, and then at number three I have, which this this may um, surprise people to have them right here, but this is where I put the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, is at number three on my list. Uh, the, the depth at basically everywhere um, is ridiculous. They have – I mean, you could maybe say they're the best roster in the league, but the, the Foles-Wentz situation is going to be a little weird, and how well does that play out? and Is Foles going to be able to have a strong start to the year? Does Wentz come back like he is capable of being the Carson Wentz that we saw last year that was amazing again on third downs, making plays and getting that offense to go? And will that transition go well between switching back, starting with Foles and switching back to Wentz whenever he's healthy? I think that's going to leave them with some issues. That's going to be tough. And I think they're going to try and play the still nobody believes in us card, but it's not really there because everybody knows what the Eagles did and and stuff. So I just think they're a top team, but I don't have them in my one or two spots.
1: Yeah, they uh, – I had them as my number one team for for a while in the offseason. They – they certainly are stacked um but the injuries hit and i i just i don't know if they're going to be able to recover as well as people might think that they they can i mean Carson Wentz i i, I like him as a quarterback for sure but i don't know if he's going to re- be able to replicate his mvp season, especially coming off a major injury
0: yeah exactly and i mean his injury was later in the year than than Watson's was so we talked a lot about Watson's injury uh, and coming back from that but Wentz's was actually again caused it, it was a contact injury unlo- unlike uh, uh, Watson's which may change Wentz's kind of fearless running which you hope it changes a little bit so he doesn't keep getting hurt but um, it, it's, it's always a struggle when somebody changes the way they play and will they be as as good uh, as they were so let's break into the uh, top two teams the top two teams so do you have the Eagles then at number two?
1: Uh, I do not. I have the New Orleans Saints at number two. Oh wow. I talked about them talked about them at length but how good I think they are. Um they I think they're pretty much loaded at every position. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Their receiving core is looking great. Michael Thomas, I think is now one of the elite receivers in the NFL. Uh they got Ted Ginn, Cameron Meredith, uh Traquan Smith is looking promising as a rookie. Um Obviously, their running back is running backs. are probably one of the best position groups in the league with the combination. Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. I know Mark Ingram's going to miss four games, but uh, that doesn't really matter to me. I think the Saints will probably win most of those games anyway yeah. and bounce back strong. Uh, Drew Brees obviously has been one of the best quarterbacks for his entire career, and their defense I think is really good. They added to Mario Davis at the linebacker. They Add Patrick Robinson at corner to complete a pretty good corner group with Marshawn Lattimore being one of the best and Ken Crawley being solid on the other side. Marcus Williams is a should be a good safety, assuming he isn't psychologically traumatized from <laughs> oh, that God.
0: Uh, Minneapolis miracle. Oh man, I hope he can bounce uh, back from that. That was unbelievable.
1: And their defensive line now has some depth too, with Cameron Jordan leading the charge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, looking at my number two, I mean, you got the Vikings, the Saints, the Rams here. Who, who do we all fit in? Uh, there's actually a lot of talent, uh, and and so it was tough to make this list. And now looking at this, I almost kind of want to move the Jags back down a couple spots, but I'm gonna stick with it. I think the Jags are a good team, and we're gonna we're gonna see that this year. Uh, the number two spot, uh, I'm actually gonna go with um, one of my uh, rivals here, and I got the Vikings in the number two spots. They uh, are. Incredibly well coached. Uh, They have amazing defenses people are are fully aware of now. And then on the offensive end, I mean, as you said, Kirk Cousins, and you're a bigger fan of Kirk Cousins than I am, but I I really like him. I think he gets offenses going. As you mentioned, the different ways that he kept Washington in the mix with so many injuries going around and just a a difficult situation. He found ways to put up big numbers. Uh, And they translation into, uh, I mean, more wins than losses so that's pretty good uh and now his job should be even easier on a vikings team where he actually has some i mean good (laughs) receivers i mean Thielen just finds ways to get 20 yard receptions and digs uh i mean that pulled a miracle out of him too and then you got rudolph who kirk cousins always loves throwing to tight ends and rudolph gets touchdowns uh so you just look at them and then cook's coming back um I mean, they got they got some players. Um, and so I, I really think the Vikings are strong. And I mean, they're they're a pretty good Super Bowl pick, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I love the Vikings. I wouldn't I don't have a problem with them at number two at all. I think they were very close to being there. And in my rankings, um, just ended up moving them a little a little bit back.
0: Oh, that's all right. So, uh, I have a feeling I can guess who your number one team <laughs> is. Then, if you
1: well, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty obvious. Uh, I think everybody knows this is the best team in the NFL and has been for forever. Uh, <laughs> the Washington Redskins, of course.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, oh, so the Eagles don't even make the list. All right, Washington Redskins. Apparently, uh, in your your mind have gone sixteen and now since you've been alive. That's impressive. Pretty good track record.
1: Yeah, they have, I mean, you know, Super Bowl every year. Um, and uh, I think they're going to do it again, even though they made the wrong decision and let Kirk Cousins go. But, uh, you know, maybe they go 15-1 and one this year. Thanks,
0: yeah. man. That would be, uh, that would, that'd be crazy. Now, that, yeah, the, the, the Redskins are actually a pretty strong team. I didn't have them quite as high as uh, number one, but I do think that they will be uh, the, the second-best team in their division and will um, uh, do some pretty cool things. I think Alex Smith is actually a, a, a talented quarterback that they brought in. Uh, and so looking uh, looking at my top team, it's not the Redskins. and as I mentioned, I was looking at the Rams and the Saints. Uh, I can't put the Saints or the Rams at number one. they're they're probably six and seven uh, respectively. I gotta give the top nod to the Lions of Detroit making uh, just just above their uh, division rivals, the Vikings uh, Detroit. Uh, I mean they are actually gonna have a running game this year i uh, I assure you of that uh, they they told me. And, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford is going to keep doing what he does of uh, slinging the ball all the way around. And we got some guys making plays there and new coach coming from New England. And we all know that Matt Patricia is the reason why New England's been successful. So we stole that. And, you know, championship, here we come.
1: Yeah. uh, Hard to argue with that except for the fact that, you know, their division is pretty tough and they're probably – Probably the worst team in their division. I don't know. the it's pretty close, but we'll see what happens uh, with Matt Patricia there. I, I, maybe they finally get a hundred yard rusher. Who knows? Crazier things have happened.
0: Yeah, pretty much. You know. Uh, <laughs> oh man. And so we so we look at this team again. I want to hit on the the Rams and the Saints. You know, we joke here, pro football jokes, but the the Rams are no joke of a team. I think they're actually pretty dominant. They're an honorable mention for me, and as well the Saints are, are going to be uh, explosive this year. But th- th- enough about the talent. We have too much fun with the talent. Please give me some of your bottom five teams. Uh,
1: okay. Um, so I'm going to start with uh, number 32, your favorite number. absolutely. Uh, so I had a tough time with this. Mm-hmm. I kept switching back and forth, but I have to go with the Buffalo Bills at number 32. Uh, really after they started Nathan Peterman. I mean, it's it's tough for me to go with anybody other than them when Nathan Peterman's your starting quarterback and you have nothing around him to support him on offense. Uh, but I do like their defense, so it's really it, – I don't think they're as bad as people might think. Um really wanted to go with another team here, but I just couldn't put anybody below them.
0: Yeah, and the, 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 the Bills aren't making a strong case for being the – worst team in in the league that is is for sure they were not my number 32 team that is a, a special honor i'm gonna save and gonna kind of um build the suspense for that who's who's number 31 on your list
1: all right number 31 i have the new york jets uh they what that this could change if sam darnold uh it turns out to be great but um, the Jets—they have a good secondary. They, you know, they have Leonard Williams. But other than that, their front seven's pretty, pretty bad. They have no edge rushers, and they haven't had one since Jonathan Abraham, really, in like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, and their offensive line's a mess. They're, uh, you know, they obviously have the great Robbie Anderson at receiver. So that's a plus, <laughs> that is a
0: but... plus.
1: Yeah, they're at, I mean, they're counting on Isaiah Carell and Bilal Powell at running back, which is not completely awful. I mean, people have gotten away with worse at running back, but not something that is getting me excited.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this is my team number 28 so i'm going the opposite way i'm going from the, the the better of the worst to the worst of the worst uh so the 28th worst team for me was actually the jets cuz i think sam donald is going to make a little noise and i like i i think they have some pieces and they i mean they will not win their division cuz there's a team that's superior to them in there but um they're going to get some wins against the bills and uh, against the dolphins and stuff so i actually think that the jets will have enough where the Jets fans will continue to be Jets fans next year. I don't think they're going to lose too many fans this year, so I, I have them as my twenty uh, eighth best team. Okay,
1: that seems pretty fair to me.
0: And then looking,
1: um, I, I yeah. no, you go
0: for it. you
1: go ahead. Your number 29. That's true. My, my, my number
0: twenty nine here, uh, and well, we'll see how it works out. But I really, I put the Raiders here at number twenty nine. Uh, I just. I don't know what to be too excited about that. I know I actually think Rudin might do some fun stuff there, but he went into it with a mindset of completely overhauling everything. And typically when you do that, um, you're not going to be pretty, pretty good at the the start. And you just notice with the changes that they've made, almost a whole new roster and one off season and even giving away their best player uh, for some assets, but none of which that will help them this season really. So uh I don't see the Raiders doing too much again. I, I had high hopes for them last year, uh, but they just really couldn't get things going. Marshawn Lynch will probably have some fun, but he's not going to be the guy that need to. Cooper disappointed me greatly last year. Uh, and Carr, like I I just think he's overrated. Like I like him, but he just is not actually putting up the numbers that support necessarily his contract and some other things. So I think the Raiders are in for a, a rough season
1: yeah, I, I heavily considered putting the Raiders in my bottom five. I ended up – they ended up just missing the cut. Mm, just missing the cut? I, I, Yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry, Yeah, guys. dang.
0: So who's who's into number 30 for you then?
1: Uh, so number 30 would be the other New York team, the New York football Giants. Oh, wow. Uh, I think – yeah, I know a lot of people are really high on them, but I've said they're the worst team in the NFC. They, they have – I, when I when I look at bad teams, I don't look at you know how good their players. Are. I look at how bad a lot of their position groups are, and that's kind of what I see with the Giants. They have some great players in Odell and Saquon, uh, Landon Collins, Damon Harrison, um, but they have just too many holes on their roster. Their offensive line is bad. Their quarterback hasn't been good in years. Like I put Eli Manning at. You know Blake Bortles. That's two-time
0: Super Bowl champion Eli Manning, to you. Yeah, and Eli
1: Manning had a great season back in 2011, but it's seven years later now, and he hasn't had one since. But Um, he started every game
0: since then. Oh, yikes! Sorry, (laughs) dang, too soon.
1: Yeah, I bet for Geno Smith. So that's we got to see what Geno
0: Smith. He's only played in 30 NFL games. We got to see what he has. My gosh. That's embarrassing. Um and that's not even Eli's fault. Eh, it kinda is Eli's fault. If we played better that wouldn't have happened, but uh no, I, I, I did not put the football giants here in my bottom five. I, but I am still not very high on them as, as you've said. They like Odell, great fantasy player, Barkley, great fantasy player, assuming uh I mean he'll get a lot of touches and, and, and should be ready to perform right away, but overall, um they're they're back of the pack uh for the NFL.
1: Yeah. Um, so why don't you give us your thirty team yeah, as we uh, my, uh, meet
0: in the middle? Here. Exactly, my number thirty here. Meet meeting in the middle. Oh man, there is, gosh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and then put the Bills here at at thirty. Um, and just, I mean, you you've already talked about them. they do not have uh, the the talent it takes, but it's, to crack the top twenty nine. Um, but there are still two teams that I know are worse than the Bills.
1: Oh, well, uh, that's nice of you to put them up that high. And I, again, I do think their defense is pretty, pretty. Good, that's so. that got
0: them two spots, <laughs> yeah. and then they have a they have a chance to uh, take on the Jets and the Dolphins. So uh, they, they they might uh, be able to do something.
1: Yeah, true. Uh, all right, I'll g- give you my twenty ninth best team. Uh, I would go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um. I like some of the moves they made in the offseason, adding to their front seven, but their secondary is still garbage. and I don't trust Janus Winston or Ryan Fitzpatrick on that offense. They have no running. I mean, Ronald Jones. We've <laughs> talked about him. I, I got, got him in a fantasy league in the 14th round last week. I mean, crazy. I, and I, I watched him in college and was like, I don't really see it. I don't really know that this guy is going to be good. Um, but, People liked him, and I, I guess just one off season was enough to be, for people just to completely be out on him. Uh, but, you know, maybe he'll surprise us all and end up being good. Who knows?
0: <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to be too surprised. <laughs> but, yeah, so look at me. My 31st worst team here is actually the wonderful Miami Dolphins, the other Florida team that is going to really not impress anybody. Uh, Jacksonville is the standard, and then uh, the Dolphins and the Bucks are kind of uh, a little bit of an embarrassment. But the Dolphins, really just looking at the team, nothing really gets me excited. Like the Titans-Dolphins game, we were joking that just nothing gets you excited. Tannehill has been a serviceable quarterback, and so that is something they got going for him there. But, I mean, really, who do they have left on defense um, that, that really is making you excited about them? And then on offense, like I think, again, Drake will be a fine player. Uh, but they're just really lackluster. And uh, I unfortunately know a lot of Dolphins fans that uh, I'm going to get to hear them complain about uh, how their season's going.
1: Yeah. Dolphins may win the award for most boring team. In the NFL, my guess. So.
0: Yeah. that That's also watchability was factored into the, my, my, uh, <laughs> my bottom five. Uh, and then, so let's get, what, who's your uh, top of the worst team. So your uh, 28th team.
1: Yeah, the best of the worst award goes to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, it's tough for me to put them on here because Andrew Luck is such a good quarterback when he's healthy. But to me, the rest of their roster is just absolutely – it's un, unplayable. <laughs> I mean, their their defense somehow got worse from last year. Like, they, they had no talent last year, and somehow they lost pieces that – I don't understand how they didn't sign somebody, but the receivers got worse too. They'd lost on, I mean, yeah, I guess that's not really a loss. Don, they lost Dante Moncrief added Ryan Grant. That's pretty much a lateral move, but they have T.Y. Hilton and nobody else. They're no running backs. Their offensive line got a little bit better, but I, I just don't see how, how they can be better than the spot of five unless Andrew Luck is just absolutely spectacular, which is possible.
0: Yeah. But, Andrew Luck's the reason why I don't have him in the bottom five of my teams here. Do you want to guess who my uh, 32 team is?
1: Um, I would have to guess Uh, is it, have they gotten more than one win over the past two years?
0: They actually have. I, I, I did not. I oh, did not okay. I That's did, fine. Plot twist, I do not have the Browns. That is not the uh, team I have here. <laughs>
1: okay, neither I, of us have the Browns. I
0: believe, I I believe in the okay. Browns. They're going to be a nice 24th best team in the NFL. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I like the they have they have talent. All right, then who is it?
0: I actually have the 32nd team in the league. I have this might surprise you fans, I'm sorry, but I have the Arizona Cardinals uh at, oh, okay. at the bottom of the league. And again, you could look at some of the other teams we talked about and they have some better players on it, uh some better pieces, but I just really think that this is a down in the dump years for the Cardinals. Uh, again, the rushing last year was awful because Johnson got hurt, but I don't expect him to be able to uh, do much, not because of his own talent, but just because of the circumstances around him. So their offense will be lackluster. Larry Fitzgerald will continue to outperform what we think he can do, but that won't be enough. And then uh, on defense, it'll be enough to keep them in some games. They are so feisty in their own division like the division's so hard but everybody plays each other so well and I just see them just not like that's part of the reason like I just do not think they're going to get enough wins in their own division um, to boost them up like some of these other teams have a chance there's nothing there's nothing soft there for them even the Seahawks who I know you're not high on will still be an extremely tough game for the Cardinals
1: yeah and I've said uh, I, I wouldn't put the Cardinals this low I didn't have them in my bottom five but they – like I've said that they have no depth anywhere. Like that, once injuries hit, this will be a team in trouble.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the NFL. Uh, there are always injuries. No matter how much they change, there are always injuries. And uh, I, yep. you never wish it. You hope there are none. Um, but uh, I think the Cardinals would be in trouble there. So there you have it. You have our top five, our bottom five there uh, for it. And let's just wrap up our show here uh, with the classic – jump 32 hot seat which we are going to go through as many questions in 32 seconds or approximately 32 seconds as we can uh do you think you're ready for this
1: Uh, i'm ready i'm ready you're
0: not allowed to think you're not allowed to explain your answer uh but i'll i'll either ask you uh, between two players two teams anything you just first thing that pops in your head you got to answer we can get through as many of these as we can you ready Gotcha. All right. So for your franchise, would you rather have Tom Brady or Jimmy G? Tom Brady. Who has the better defense this season? The Chicago Bears or the Cincinnati Bengals? Bengals. So who is your way too early offensive player of the year?
1: Sean Watson.
0: Who's your way too early defensive player of the year?
1: I guess I'll go Aaron Donald.
0: Would you rather watch the Titans Dolphins or read the entirety of uh, three thousand good clean jokes?
1: Oh, I gotta watch Titans Dolphins.
0: <laughs> and that's all the time we have for the Jump thirty-two uh, hot seat. I recommend that nobody take uh, take a look at the Good Clean Jokes book. Uh, they are not really jokes. We hear pro football jokes, get jokes, and those are not jokes. Um. But I just would like to thank Alex for joining me here today on this podcast. Do you have anything left to say? Uh,
1: just enjoy your jokes and enjoy your coats.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And football starts tonight, so, I mean, grab a coat, grab uh, so some excited. jokes and some friends, and uh, it's finally football season, everybody. Thank you so much for or listening.
1: Just to, or just tell your friends to go fuck off and <laughs> watch football in your basement by yourself. <laughs>
0: Don't worry. I'll I'll bleep that out. Oh, gosh. Uh, Good times. And uh, that's your uh, classic advice from Alex. Uh, Continue to check out Pro Football Jokes. uh, Share this podcast and everything with your friends and with your families. uh, And we will be continuing to bring you top-level content as often as we can, as long as we get away from fake work you know, all that good stuff. But, yeah, thanks again, Alex, for joining us. And you guys have a great week and enjoy your uh, football.